actually stirred up from a message uh, that Pastor Ziggy gave um, last Saturday at Shawnee. Uh, so those of you who got to go to Shawnee, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and those of you, he didn't get to talk about it last Sunday. And so he did briefly here and there, but it, was, it just keeps stirring up in me that I, this is key. Um, and I hope that as I preach this, that he'll continue to expand more on it because this is one of those words that we will need to have a transformation in our minds about. And so I, it was very interesting because I had this outline, of course, of how I wanted to start it out, but on my way to church, he's like, no, let's rearrange your outline and let's start here and move this here and move it. Th-. Okay, so, so we're going to start out in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9 in the Amplified. I'm going to read a couple of versions here, uh, but we'll start with the Amplified. And this is really what is going to kick off everything that we're going to talk about today. So it starts out, it says, Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at. And then, of course, in the Amplified, we've got definition, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatsoever a man sows, and that only is what he will reap. I'm going to say it one more time. For whatever a man sows, that and only that will he reap. For he who sows to his own flesh the lower nature and sensuality will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction. But he who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and loosen and relax our courage and faint. What Pastor brought to us on Saturday was that when we are sowing to our flesh, it's, and on here in the Amplified, it says our lower nature. That not necessarily just means when we are not giving our tithe or anything like that. It literally is everything that has to do with what is not God with what is not of the spirit. We have to think of it as black and white. You know, narrow is the road. So if we're not sowing to the spirit, we're sowing to the flesh. And one of the things that he brought out is that when we are, offense is one of those biggest things that we can walk after the flesh. Because we can get offended by anything, by everyone, and I mean everything, including your kids, including your spouse, including your neighbor. It could be anything. And what I thought was so awesome that Pastor brought up was that when we're in offense, we can be in the right to be offended. You know, we maybe somebody did do us wrong. And that offense is there. 
but we have to choose not to get in the flesh about it, not to stay and dwell in the flesh, because then at that point, we are sowing into the flesh. And what does the word say? You reap decay, destruction. It's not limited to what it will decay. It's not limiting what it will destruct. It can be infectious in any part of our life. So we have to be quick to understand that when we are sowing to these lower nature part of ourselves, that we will reap what we sow. So it is taking everything that we do and seeing it as, am I sowing to the flesh or am I sowing to the spirit? Because as Christians, we can choose to walk and understand that we are continually living in transactions. Everything's a transaction. We're either having a transaction where we're sowing to the flesh or we're having a transaction that is sowing to the spirit. And that transaction is going to determine what we get. Just like when we go to the store, you know, we go and we pick our item and then we pay for it and then that's ours now, that's the transaction. So when we're living our lives and we're seeing what to do, we have to understand that we will reap what we sow. If you sow to the flesh, you can only expect the flesh to provide for you. If we sow to the spirit, we can expect to receive of the spirit. And then that, of course, is you know, the, the cool part. We can expect things of the spirit. We can expect every promise that is in the word of God to be true in our lives. And it really, everything, everything in the Bible is true. We just have to decide on which side we're going to be on. We need to choose not to facilitate carnal thinking. It's enmity against God. And enmity means hostility or reason of opposition or hatred. That's in Romans chapter 8, verse 7 through 9 in the New King James, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. So we, when we are in offense, we can 100% know that we will end up we won't be ending up in the spirit, that we are going to receive of that flesh and that we have the definition. It will decay and destruction. I know, pretty heavy words, right? <laughs> right off the bat. But that's what the Lord was telling me, that we need to make sure that we're seeing these spiritual transactions as they are. Now, we are called Winner's Church not by accident. It's gonna take effort out of us. It's going to take us being very intentional about what we do. Now, we are called to be more than just the next church on the corner. We have big things and big plans, and these are the things that the Lord wants us to make sure that we align ourselves to understand that we have spiritual transactions happening every single moment. Not every day, it's like moments. And 
as Michael was talking about our transactions with our tithes, that's a spiritual transaction. And we will reap of spiritual things. And that is everything that he has for us. That when we give, it shall be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We cannot have that if our transactions are continuing to be fleshy transactions. <laughs> because the decay and the destruction starts weaving into every part of our life. Decay, if you, you know, and Pastor mentioned this, takes time. It like slowly starts creeping in into things and it doesn't stop just because we try to compartmentalize in our lives. It doesn't stop in just one section. It's like, oh, okay, you, you might've gotten upset with your spouse, but I'm gonna go ahead and creep in over here with your children, or I'm gonna go ahead and creep in over here with your work. So we have to see these transactions. And the, right after Pastor preached this, I had you know, intera- you know, the interactions with people, all of that stuff. And I saw it, you know, even from the moment somebody said something, and I'm like, oh, man, that person. I'm like, the Holy Spirit's like, are you going to take that bait? Are you going to take that bait and receive of that transaction or do you want to go ahead and step over here in the spirit and it's that quick it's those choice uh dr caroline leaf says that our interactions and the way that our mind works is we can have multiple uh, synopsis in our minds within seconds milliseconds that we can make those choices to switch from going one direction to another so our mind has the ability to choose to go the different way So as he was expounding on this, we will have to make the decision to walk after the Spirit. You know, and Pastor talks about there's 10 simple steps. They're simple, but they're not easy. And we need to make sure that we're understanding what that's going to take. Recently at work, and I say recently, now it's been about a year, I had a situation to where I, and I, I think I've shared this with some of you guys, is that, you know, I was coming up uh, for, technically, I was being groomed to be the next team leader of my, my team because my current team leader was stepping out into a different um, position. And so, you know, I was doing everything and everything above that to be able to step into that role, Um, you know, having the right conversations, doing all the projects necessary and all of that. And it came to the point to when I was having the interviews, I was doing great. And then Jack comes, you know, he comes early. And from that moment on, I was kind of disconnected from that situation of interviewing and the people that were seeing me and knew about me. And I kept asking him, like, I still want to interview. That's still my job. And so I had, you know, I kept doing uh, the necessary work and I kept, it's just all of a sudden seemed to get the runaround about it. And so in that, and you mothers know, when you are in a situation, uh, one, when your baby comes three months early and you're having to go to the hospital and you're doing all these things to stay 
in this spirit, um, there's still a very emotional aspect of that. So all I have to say, you know, maybe I didn't have the best third interview that I could have had. But my track record would have shown that I was qualified to take that next position. And so whenever I didn't get that job, I was very, very hurt. Very, you know, I felt like all of the people that I had been working with, all of the people that I had helped with their things and all that, betrayed. And as I had three months of leave while I was, you know, taking care of Jack in the hospital and, and having to work through all of those emotions, coming back to work and seeing in that position the person that I felt maybe wasn't as qualified for that. And now I was going to be reporting to them. Now I was going to be, you know, their subordinate. <laughs> but I had to choose. And, and through that whole time, I had to, you know, knowing when I didn't get the position and having to work through all those feelings, I had to ch make that choice of, am I going to speak bad about this person? Am I going to choose to be angry or choose to continue to reflect on it? Because that's something that we do is if we keep that in our minds and keep rolling it around and over and over, that just kind of keeps festering and it keeps building on itself. It's like it just kind of gets bigger and bigger. And so I had to make that decision of I'm not going to let that take me out of the spirit. And I, what I think is awesome is that as I was getting ready to prepare this message, the Lord started showing me of all of these times where I had chosen not to sow into the flesh, but to sow into the spirit. And that out of it, I was able to reap life. So whenever I got back to work and I was having to report to this individual, that, that choice had to come up every single day, every single day because I was not going to let the enemy take my joy, take my you know, ability to, to do my work unto the Lord. I don't work for Paycom. Paycom's not my provider. What I do is solely based on the fact that I do everything unto the Lord. And so, I continue to do amazing because that is who God has created me to do, to do and to be. I continue to do excellent in all my projects, excellent in everything that, as I reported to them, I helped the team and continue to bring the team higher. Again, it's not because of what that position brought, but because I know who I am in Christ. I know that he is my promoter and that he is going to take oh, me yeah. to where I need to be. Right. And those are the things that we need to, when we face them, we need to identify them. That's like the first thing is like, what's happening here and how do I need to respond? Because that's going to elevate us to be able to say, okay, we're going to sow to the spirit and not the flesh. Like I said, this is a perfect example where I could say I had the right 
to be offended. I had the right to say, what the heck happened? And, you know, knock down doors and, you know, throw knives and all that good stuff. <laughs> That's right, I'm Hispanic machetes. <laughs> You know, but the weapons of our warfare are not physical. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. They're not weapons of the flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. We've been talking about in youth about strongholds and how those are things in our mind that are barriers, walls that we build up based off of what we feel we've been offended by. Offense is such a big deal, and we need to choose not to take the bait of Satan. Pastor Annie can come up here and tell us all about it again, because it just we need to renew our mind on it constantly. And what I am seeing and having that revelation of is that when we're sowing to the spirit, just the same way that when we sow to the flesh, decay can start creeping into other things. When we sow to the spirit, it creeps into other things. When I sow joy and when I sow love and when I sow of, of God, yes, there's that first interaction and transaction that's happening, but then it's also going to start feeding into other areas of my life. And we need to see those transactions as what they are, that they are spiritual. We... And what we need to kind of just reflect on is that when, when we got born again, it was a spiritual transaction. It was spirit. I still remember, how can I not? Uh, one of the very first experiences that I had with the Lord when I first got born again was I had a vision of myself being in this river. And of course, you guys remember when you guys are first born again, you still have all that junk that you carry, right? And all that stuff that you're constantly thinking about, oh, but I did this, or I did that, or I did this yesterday. But in that vision, I saw myself and we, I say we, Jesus was in, a, in the river and he invited me to come in with him. And in that moment, we were, I came into that river and he said, and he baptized me and I, when I, as I came up, I saw all that junk that I had been carrying just float away. And that, all that, the insecurities, all those different issues that I have had carried of the things that I had done pre-Jesus, they were just flowing away and then I saw a waterfall just take them where I couldn't see them anymore. That was a spiritual transaction. That can't, that obviously that can't happen in the natural, but that was a spiritual transaction that happened. And during that time when I was, um, when I first became born again, I was spending, David was in boot camp. And so it was just me and I got to just use that time. So I was, whenever I wasn't at work or, and I was also getting my teaching credential, whenever I wasn't at work, or at school, I was at church. I was reading my word, I was feeding myself and just taking it all in. And that spiritual transaction happened and I've never been the same. Hallelujah. And so we need to see 
and expect these spiritual transactions when we walk after the Spirit. Because that's when those things that we have tried so hard to get rid of in our own strength, he'll just take away. And then he will see to it that all of these things are added to us to be able to take us to that next level, to take us to that next place where he wants us. So it's like he has to first, you know, get rid of all that junk and then kind of just bring us up. And we're like, all right, let me, let me tell you about who you are. So then later we can start doing the things of the kingdom and start really stepping in and doing the greater works. And I feel like God is really pointing these things out so we can make those decisions to stop sowing into our flesh and start seeing things as, as transactions in the spirit. And that's really where we're going to find all the things we need. That's really where we're going to find. And that's how, you know, all of the mothers here that have had children but had difficulty, that's where we found that seed was in the spirit. And we have, you know, story after story that we can talk about how it all happened in the spirit because that's how, I mean, that's the law. That's how it happens. And, you know, it is, it is hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because it is hard. You have to mentally think about what you say, think, and do on a regular basis. And, you know, we have it on the wall that we must plan prepare, and then we can expect. And although, you know, the spirit does it at all because he's awesome. You know, when I first saw, I was like, I think we should put this on the wall. And I told pastor about it, or I think I told him about the quote. And he, then he said, let's put it on our wall. You know, it's the, the spirit just knowing that that's what we're going to need. I recently saw a movie called a thousand miles away about the Hispanic farmer astronaut that became an astronaut. He was a, a you know, a, I think he, it was grapes. His, his parents came um, illegally to California, started picking grapes, and his dream was to become an astronaut. And you know what? I saw that. If you haven't, it's on Prime. I highly encourage you guys to see it, but it shows us that he had to work, you know, 20 times, 100 times harder than anybody next to him to be able to accomplish this. He was coming out of a place where it was completely unheard of to be able to do this. And so he figured out what it takes to be able to get from, from one step to the next and to, from one step to the next. And he kept doing that until he achieved his goal. Oh, yeah. And why I bring this up is not, there was nothing spiritual in that movie at all about it, but he did it in the natural. And how many stories do we hear about, you know, just people doing things in the natural, extraordinary things. And it takes dedication and it takes, you know, going at it every single morning, every single day to be able to achieve these things. People are doing this in the natural because God has built us to be able to accomplish these things. But we have an assignment in the spirit to go higher. Winner's Church has this amazing assignment to bring revival 
to this nation. And the people that we impact in this nation, I mean, I could see as, okay, so we impact somebody in Michigan and they get born again and they're on fire. Um, Ayla was telling me about, it reminded me of her friend Jillian, who's now um, in Cambodia, in Cambodia. She got born again in a revival, in the Richmond revival. And she's on, she got on fire. The Lord told her, this is where I want to go. And now she's taking young women out of the streets in Cambodia to do amazing things, you know, getting them born again. That is just one example of what happened in that revival. So we are called to be the catalyst of all of these revivals here in our nation so that we can affect the world. And it's going to take us being intentional about what we do on a day-to-day basis to be able to identify what we're doing as in sowing to the flesh or sowing into our spirits. You know, in Mark 11, 23, 24, it says, truly I say to you, whosoever so says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it will be yours. And we know that part of it. And you know, I, if you've heard Pastor Ziggy say it, I probably said it to you too. You have what you say, right? But the, the scripture keeps speaking, and, and Jesus says here, and whenever you stand in prayer, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. You know, I saw that connection. The forgiving part is making sure that we're not in offense. It's in making sure that we're not sowing into our flesh. Like, you stood in faith and you did, you know, you spoke to that mountain and you're, you know, you're believing what you said, but now make sure, check yourself. Are you still in the flesh? Are you still, is there still somebody you have ought against? Because you want to make sure you cut that out and you got to forgive so then that way you're sowing to the spirit and that that decay and destruction is not eating away what you have spoken. Because what we speak, we have. Unless we continue to sow to the flesh. Unless we're still reaping corruption. And I think that's where we might have been a lot, you know, a a lot of us. We believe the word of God. We're standing on the word of God. We know what he says. We're like, but why, why haven't, why haven't I seen these things come to pass? Why am I still in debt? Why am I still not seeing um, the greater things? It has to do with what we've been sowing to. We have to identify those things now into the next level. Are we sowing to the spirit or are we sowing to the flesh? And that's going to take us to, that's going to be our key. That's going to take us to the next level. You know, we can become the church that they see as that's Winner's Church. You know, Pastor talks about him wanting, uh, him being in a, I forget what town it was, but that, they quickly recognized the people that were at the restaurant. They're like, oh, that's 
so-and-so's church attendance. That's, you know, because the way they acted, the way they interacted with people was different. I want us to be that way, to, to be identified. That's winner's church because we are constantly sowing to our spirit. We're not getting enough offense. We're not letting the things that have offended us or taken us to a place where we might feel like we've done, been done wrong, but we are taking those things and switching them quickly. We switch gears quickly and step into the, walking into the spirit. You know, the word of God is the seed. And that's what, how we reap from the spirit is sowing those seeds. And that's originally what I was gonna start talking to you guys about, is that the seed that we have sown inside of us is what's gonna produce this outward change. Because we can do it on, like I said, people do things in the natural all the time, but we're talking about spiritual things. And it has to begin with the seed sown. You know, in the, in the beginning, when, in Genesis, when he talks about, in uh, Genesis verse 11 and 12, in the English Standard Version, it says, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetations, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetations, plants yielding seed according to their own kind. And the trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. So we have to take a look at the seed that we're sowing. We have to see it that that's, it's going to produce after its own kind. So when we're sowing to, you know, it's the law of that God put together. Seed time and harvest, Genesis 8.22. While the earth remained seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So that's where we're seeing it come from, is the law that he set aside from the very beginning. If we sow to the flesh, we will reap of the flesh. When we sow of the spirit, we will reap from the spirit. I encourage you guys, every time you see seed in your Bible, go back to Genesis. How did God intend that seed to work? How did God intend it to produce after its own kind? What was he saying about that seed? Because that is what we're looking at on a day-to-day -day basis. We, what we sow, we reap based off of God's word. You know, and recently pastor was talking about the law, uh, the principle of environment. God never creates anything until he first creates an environment that will sustain it. This is why it's crucial to let God cultivate an environment within us that can nurture his word. So in order for us to be able to cultivate his environment, we need to know what his word says. We need to know what he, his intentions for our lives are. We need to be able to get into his word to understand what his calling is for us. What, what are the measures of, his, of the levels that he wants us to reach? 
because we're not going to find out what our expectations are out, you know, out in the world if we're expecting to reap spiritual things. So we need to get into the word of God to be able to know what it is the things that he wants us, how does he want us to act? How does he wants us to be? You know, in um, Galatians, uh, Philippians, Philippians chapter four, verse eight. It talks about, think on these things. Whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is good and of a kind report, all of these things. He tells us what to think on. And so whenever you find yourself thinking the opposite, expect to reap the opposite. Expect to know that you're going, you're, you're going in that decay route. You're going into that river that's not clean. So we have to see our expectations coming from a place of, I need to renew my mind to be able to know what to expect. In Matthew 13, one, he talks the parables um, Jesus talked about, and as a, he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came up and devoured it. The other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprung up and since they had no depth of soil, it put the, um, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some 100, some 60, and some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. So Jesus is t even telling us about what happens when we don't cultivate our soil, our, our, our environment. We need to protect the seed of God within us by being able to have a good environment. And this brings us to Romans 12 too, is that we need to renew our minds daily. We need to continually be um, able to renew our minds. In uh, Romans 12.2 in the Passion Translation, you guys got it? No, maybe. I'm going to read it in the Passion, uh, but if you don't, whatever you have is fine. It says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Spirit through a total re- formation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So the renewing of our mind is being intentional of how we cultivate our soil. How, how do we maintain it? How many of you guys have ever um, sown something in the ground. Maybe you, in elementary school, you put that little bean in the cup. You saw it spring up, yeah. Or maybe you did tomatoes, and you're, you know, you have a vegetation. So the what's in the soil matters. And we know that without water, it's not going to get anywhere. And that's why Jesus, God, made such a important point to set that right at the beginning. What, is, what does a seed need to be able to grow? 
So as we are walking out our day-to-day lives, we need to make sure that our soil and our environment is healthy enough to sustain God's word. And you know, what, what are some of the things that you do on a day-to-day basis? Early on, and I think this actually might have come... Um, I think it started in the Newcastle Revival where I set little notes aside, and I think I had, um, pretty sure I had an iPhone back then, but it has an ability to send you reminders. Most phones do have the ability to send you reminders. So I put reminders on my phone to come up every so many hours of God's word. At 9 a.m., I get this reminder. God is able to make all grace come to me in abundance, every favor and earthly blessing so that I may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. 9 a.m., I get that every single day. At 10 a.m., I get, I am prospering in every way, and I continue to enjoy good health just as my soul is prospering. At 2 p.m., I get, I am anointed, and of course, this comes because I, I'll say it after. I'm anointed to learn, develop, and understand all things relating to Winner's Church and Paycom, all on the level this world is not familiar with all to the glory of God. And we heard this, David uh, picked it up from a book that he was reading that uh, I believe is a baseball player. But seeing to it that, and I I put Winter's Church in Paycom because I do things for Winter's Church, but I also have a job. Because I wanna speak to those things that I wanna be exceptional in everything that I do. And, you know, some of the other things that I do is I have YouTube folders of different things that I listen to when I need it. I have a folder of just healing messages. I have a folder of just prosperity videos, preachers. I have right now one, I have one specifically of um, Charles Capps. You have what you say. I have these things that I know to go to specifically when I need it. If, if the kids are, are, are not feeling well or if I'm not feeling well and I need to continually remind myself of the, world, the word to cultivate that in my, in my spirit. I have notes, apps of, or the different notes in my app of different things that will have scripture so then I could just read them out loud constantly. And you probably, many of you might have already gotten, if you message me and you tell me like, oh, I I need prayer for this. I'm like, oh, fantastic. I'll pray for you. And then here's a link. Here's a link to this YouTube video on scriptures on healing. Or here's a, let me share with you a notes full of scriptures for prosperity. Because we need to make sure that we're, we're ready and that we're equipped You know, we have a lot of military families here, and we know that in order, they'll they'll spend thousands upon thousands of hours training, just training, so that when combat does happen, 
it's muscle memory. They don't even have to think about it. They know exactly what to do when it happens. And that's what we have to do. We have to be ready with the word of God that is going to be able to have that spiritual transaction. You know, whenever I went into labor early and starting out with Amelia, and I, I believe I told this to Pastor, I'm like, I feel like all of the years of leading up to that moment helped me be able to bring Amelia healthy into this world. All the time in scripture, all the time in revival, all the time knowing that God was going to bring us through to be able to know exactly what to say and what not to say. And I, you know, I'm 100% sure that it was all, it was training. It's just training. Not only was it training for when she came, but to get us through the, the next couple of years where we were, we were still gonna see some things that were gonna be hard. The time, you know, the time she was still in the hospital, all the different things that they had to do to her, and the times that we had to go back to the hospital. And, you know, Nakia and I spoke about, you know, how tough it is to just have your baby in, in the hospital. And it's understanding that at, in those moments, you need to make sure that we align ourselves in the spirit and not in our flesh. That we're constantly focusing on what the word says, what God's promises are, and that we are sowing and keeping that interaction, that transaction happen in the spirit. As we move on into these, you know, the end times, I think we're in them now, right? We have to remember what it said in Joshua 1, 7 through 9. In the Amplified, please. It says, only you be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to all the law with Moses, which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that it is written in it. For then, for then, when you keep the book of the law in your mouth, when you keep it in your eyes, when you meditate on it day and night, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Have not I commanded you? Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's these types of scriptures that are going to lift us up in these times when we're feeling like we are not seeing what we are expecting to see. And then as we get through these things and as we go through life and as I get to be up here and telling you about how I got through a situation like giving birth at 27 weeks, that's when we get to expand on this is what the Lord does for us. It's all a spiritual transaction. We have to remember that, that whatever we're doing, it has to be spiritual. 
and you know, Pastor talked about this, you know, uh, everlasting life when uh, in Galatians when it talks about that, you know, you shall have everlasting life. You know, we're going to be, we're a spirit being, and we're either going to go, and we've been talking a lot about this during youth, we're either going to go to hell or we're going to go to heaven. <laughs> but this everlasting life is about life here, including life here and now. But we can live it in a life that is full of God's word and his blessings. The spiritual transactions that you can get today will help somebody pull, pull them out out of their tragedy. You know, I had, um, I mentioned this before, but we do have some new people. Um, a long time ago, I had an um, abortion that, as Hilda, I'm tend, I tend to be very strong-willed, and so I can push things down and be like, well, that's push that over there, and I can live my life and be okay. But for a long time, anytime anybody's mentioned anything about babies, anytime anybody mentioned anything that had to do surrounding that topic, I had to go step away. And I would just you know, lose it. Because I was reminded of that pain and that transaction of what I had done. And it was one of those things that the world couldn't take or do anything about it. But it was, on a, it was during a 40-day fast we were doing, actually, we did 21 days with the church, and I felt like the Lord was saying, keep going. And during the time where I normally would eat and Saturdays, things like that, I would spend my time in the Word. And it was 39, 39 days, and I, you know, I was, oh gosh, I think I got down to like 90 pounds. It was intense. It was intense. But I was fine. I, that, during that time, I was teaching. I was on my feet like all day long. And I was fine. You know, I was just, the, the word was sustaining me. But it wasn't until that 39th day. And of course, some of you guys have these moments where you're like, I remember exactly where I was. Like when you got born again, I remember exactly what I, where I was and what I did and what I said. But it was on that day, I was sitting in our house in Norman in the front bedroom where there was a window where the Lord, I wasn't praying about it. I didn't even pray about it anymore. I didn't even like bring it up to God. I was like, I'm just going to leave that alone. And the Lord said, I'm going to take that pain away. And it was like that. He took that pain out. That's a spiritual transaction. I couldn't have done that had I paid a million dollars to a doctor, a therapist, or whatever. I couldn't have done that. And then maybe if I'd gone through therapy, maybe, maybe it would have calmed it down. But those are things that we cannot put any, any dollar amount to. And these were spiritual transactions that we need to know that when the word says something, God means it. Yeah. When he says, 
I will bless you going in, bless you going out. He's going to do it. But it takes that part of us knowing that we have to sow to the Spirit. Because if we sow to the Spirit, we will reap of the Spirit. If we sow to the flesh, we will reap of the flesh. And that will be corruption and decay and more pain and more hurt. If we let that offense, and that's really what it all comes down to, it's just offense. Feeling like you've gotten, you know, you've been done wrong. And so as we look into the word of God, we have to start fixing our eyes and making that mind shift of what that, what our actions are really creating in us. What are we, you know, in the, again in Joshua it says, meditate on my word day and night. What are we doing on a day-to-day basis that, and this is, you know, reflect, reflection time. What are we putting in our soil that can be hindering the way that we interact, the way that we react to people, the way that we're constantly um, seeing ourselves? I mean, I can guarantee you, if I scroll through, through Instagram for enough time, I will start feeling bad about myself. Because we, statistically, that's what's happening. And it's happening all over the world. If I spend enough time listening to the news, I'm going to be very upset. You know, this morning, we, were, we happened to have the news on. They were talking about... Um, how, you know, they were doing this memorial run walk for in, people that had lost their loved ones, whether it was, like, people they got killed or different things. But how is me thinking on that going to benefit what I produce? How is me thinking on, and it's going to, to throw it out there, anything that has to do with things that are constantly bringing up drama and situations that are uh, spouses fighting against each other or spouses being uh, sneaking around and things like that, what is that going to do to our mind? It, it just, a little seed, a little seed. So we need to be intentional. And I'm not saying, like, I mean, you you pray about it. The Lord's going to talk to you. But I think it's time where we start being more intentional about what we do and what we um, see and put in our ears and our minds, because that's going to influence how far you go. If you want to be mediocre... That's cool. That's how far you can get. The Lord will speak to you. And that's the cool thing about it. The Lord will speak to you about the areas. He's like, I want to take you higher in this little area. Let's start here. And then he's going to be like, okay, good. All right, hop on over here. And he's going to start helping us along the way. You don't have to do what your neighbor did. If your neighbor says, well, you know, I threw out all my CDs, I threw out and burned them all, and if the Lord's not telling you to do that, then don't do it. If you, you know, if 
the Lord said, you know, stop watching these drama movies to me. Like, I, had, I don't watch any scary movies. Not one, because scary. Um, but also because he told me not to. But if you're cool with it and the Lord hasn't said anything about it, but don't not go to him and ask, is this something that you want me to watch? Is this something you want me to still listen to? And that's the part where if you don't hear anything, then you're good. But if you hear something and he's pulling on you, that is a place that he wants to take you higher, that he wants to elevate you to go to that next place. And right now, I'm to the point where I'm, I, I think I said this out loud, I'm not going to let offense going to stop me from getting the riches that he has for me. So I'm not going to let these things that are, that can be, like I said, feel good at the moment, stop me from the greater things and the things that he has for me or the people he wants me to reach. Because that's ultimately where we're going. You know, like this all comes together as if I stop being in the flesh, then I can step into those areas of ministry that I can take to the next level, that I can start taking to the nation. You know, it could start with our neighbors. It could start with our coworkers. It could start with our teammates. And then, t- then it just goes up from there. But that's going to happen after we stop sowing to the flesh. And these are little areas where I think we all are ready to go higher. Amen. Yes. We're going higher. We are, amen, we're going higher. And so as we continue to see ourselves in the way that God has created us, and as we continue to see what he wants to do, not only for us, but for Winner's Church and for the church as a whole, we need to start identifying what's it gonna take. And it's going to, like I said, it's going to take effort. But you know what? It's going to be so worth it. I, I don't mind not crying anymore. I don't mind not feeling really bad about the junk that I did prior to, to Jesus. Or the fact that I have two wonderfully, beautiful, healthy babies. Or that I, I'm in a place right now where we're receiving enough, more than enough. I prayed for, for Jack and Amelia to be able to attend Primrose, and somehow the Lord worked it out. Amen. Even while David's going to school, even while, you know, I'm not a TL, a team lead. He worked it out. He's making sure funds are there to be able to have the things that I prayed for. He's seen to it because I'm putting him in the place he needs to be. And that's first. So yes, it's hard. And I know I said some very heavy things. But the result of it is way greater than we could ever imagine. The result of it is first, you know, our, our lives. But I'll say it again. It's this world. 
to be able to mobilize and have revival and to be able to see lives changed for God, we can't put any, any cost on that. And so I encourage you guys today as, as, a, as winners church, you guys are winners. And I know we are going to have each other's backs. We're going to help each other. And when we see somebody that may be struggling in an area, I encourage you, lift them up. We're supposed to speak encouragement to each other. Maybe sing them a song. (laughs) Or whatever whatever the Lord is, is speaking to you, don't hold it back to be like, oh, no, no, that's silly. No, do it. Step out and do those things that you feel are a little bit hard, but just like when we first got born again, we were barely lifting up our arms, and then we slowly started going higher and higher. Now we got running around, going around the church. It's like that song says, it will remember back to uh, Cletus, one, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. <laughs> So let me close out uh, with prayer, um, and then I'll open up um, to see if anybody wants prayer. I'll have the elders come up for prayer. Do you need prayer, sir? Okay, let me close out, and then we'll, we'll do individual prayer. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, that you are encouraging us and you are taking us higher, Father, that this word is not only being solidified, Father, but that you are bringing fresh revelation over it, that it is bringing fruit of the Spirit, Father, and that as we continue to step out and do the things that you have called us to, Father, that we are going to do them in light of what your word says, that these are spiritual transactions and that we, when we sow of the spirit, we will reap of the spirit, Father. And so we have what we sow is what you're intending us to take away, Father. And so we thank you for it. I thank you, Father, that this word is going to continue to be enlightened in the hearers, um, not only of today, but those who are listening um, even after today, Father. And so I thank you for it, Father, and I give you all the honor and the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.